Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Tobias Rex, and this is the Sharks, Dinosaurs, and Mythical Creatures podcast coming at you right now. Uh, This morning's episode is going to be a very belated Halloween special, as I've been busy. And it also goes out to all you Wizarding World fans out there. You see, um, over the past month, I watched the Harry Potter series with my family. And I gotta say, it was awesome. I loved every film. So this episode is going to be honoring my favorite creature from that series... The Dementors. So here we go. A Dementor is a gliding dark creature, widely considered to be one of the foulest of the dark creatures to inhabit the wizarding world. Dementors fed on human happiness and thus generated feelings of depression and despair in any person in close proximity to them. They could also consume a person's soul, leaving their victims in a permanent vegetative state, and thus were often referred to as soul-sucking fiends, and the people they left soulless were deemed to have been turned into a quote-unquote empty shell. Dementors were closely associated with Azkaban, as they were formerly employed by the British Ministry of Magic as the prison guards, and were not known to permanently inhabit any other location. The Dementors of Azkaban were under the employ of the Ministry until mid-1996, when he who shall not be named was cited in the Ministry, and their defection to the Dark Lord's cause became undeniable. After the end of the Second Wizarding War in 1998, the Ministry was reformed, and newly appointed Minister for Magic Kingsley Shacklebolt ensured that they were not used by the government again, presumably due to their changing allegiance and support of you-know-who, and due to ethical reforms in the Ministry and Wizarding Society at large. There were certain defenses one could use against Dementors, specifically the Patronus Charm. Dementors held no true loyalty, except to whoever could provide them with the most people to feed on. They seemingly could not be destroyed, though their numbers could be limited if the conditions in which they multiply were prevented from forming, implying that they eventually did die off. The history of Dementors in relation to the Wizarding Society in Britain was inextricably tied up with one location, Azkaban. The island in the North Sea on which the Wizard Prison was built had never appeared on any map, Wizard or Muggle. Perhaps its first resident, or even its creator, practiced the worst kinds of dark arts and constructed a fortress on the island, luring Muggle sailors there to torture and murder them. After his death, The various concealment charms placed on the island faded away, and the Ministry became aware of the mysterious site's existence. Those who entered the deserted fortress to investigate discovered, amongst other horrors, an infestation of Dementors. Fearing the reprisal of these dark entities should anyone try to evict them, the Ministry decided to let the sizable colony remain unchecked. Dementors had a humanoid shape, that was approximately 3 meters or 10 feet high, and they were covered in dark hooded cloaks of long black and ripped cloth, making them closely resemble wraiths. Their bodies were grayed and decayed looking, like decomposing corpses, and their breath sounded rattling, kind of like they were trying to suck more than air out of a room. Their hands were glistening, grayish, slimy looking, and scabbed, and they seemed to exude cold. When in a cluster, Dementors appeared as a foul mist. A Dementor's face had empty eye sockets covered with scabbed skin. There was a large gaping hole where the mouth should have been, 
and this was used for sucking the soul out of the victim in a process called the Dementor's Kiss, leaving victims in a state that's generally considered worse than death. The Dementor pulled back its hood and sucked out its victim's soul, leaving the person as an empty shell, alive, but completely, irretrievably gone. They were described as being able to glide over the ground, only, and in any case, Dementors couldn't pass through solid objects like a ghost can. Dementors were also known to be blind, as they didn't have eyes. However, they could sense whether a presence was near them or not, by sensing the victim's emotions. Dementors seemed to suck all the light and happiness from the air as they drew long, rattling breaths, and this caused darkness to close in everywhere and the victim to feel incredibly cold. They could also glide towards a victim without making a noise, so in total silence. Their sapience was heavily debated. They were sentient enough to taste and sense fear, being drawn to it and the promise of positive memories that it could feed off of. They were also intelligent enough to be greedy. They obeyed the British Ministry of Magic for years because, in guarding Azkaban, they were provided with the sustenance of any remaining hope or happiness in the prisoners. They could understand and follow at least simple instructions, and this allowed Dementors to act as a bodyguard to Minister for Magic Cornelius Fudge in 1995, to bury dead prisoners in the prison grounds, and to escort prisoners in and out of the Muggleborn Registration Commission courtroom in 1997. They could also communicate what they heard Sirius Black saying in his sleep to the Ministry in 1993, and comment on his less human, less complex state of mind, implying that they could speak or otherwise communicate with wizards. On the other hand, Albus Dumbledore described Dementors as savage creatures unable to differentiate between who they pursue and who stands in their way. He also informed the students to give Dementors no reason to harm them, saying that forgiveness and mercy are quote-unquote not in the nature of a Dementor. Moreover, they reportedly had no soul of their own, though it could be argued that soulless is merely figurative in this instance. Outside of Azkaban, Dementors appeared to hunt for prey in groups of variable size, from as small as two to as large as greater than twenty. They appeared to attack by first surrounding their targets, cutting off any means of escape, then descending upon them all at once to feed. Being blind, Dementors sensed and fed on the positive emotions of human beings in order to survive, forcing their victims to relive their worst memories over and over again. The very presence of a Dementor could make the victim's surrounding atmosphere grow cold and dark, and as the number of Dementors increased, so did the effects. Those that were kept in the company of a Dementor for too long tended to become depressed and were often driven insane, and this was the main source of Azkaban's well-deserved horrible reputation when they still guarded its prisoners. After spending only a few months there, Rubus Hagrid claimed that he wished he would die in his sleep. For this reason, Dementors were considered some of the foulest creatures on Earth. Dementors relied fully on their ability to sense emotion and physical and or mental health in order to track the movements of the prisoners in their care, and were generally unable to distinguish one person from another if both were in similar physical or mental condition. They were unable to identify Mrs. Crouch being snuck into Azkaban disguised as Bartimius Crouch Jr. by using Polyjuice Potion, or Barty Crouch Jr. being snuck out disguised as his mother, since both were ill nearly to the point of death, 
Dementors were genderless and they did not mate, and they grew like fungus wherever there was decay. Dementors seemingly didn't feel and recognize animal emotions in the same way as human emotions. When Sirius Black was imprisoned in Azkaban in his dog form before his eventual successful escape, also as a dog, his emotions were less human, and the Dementors could feel that there was a difference in his emotions when he shifted, but they didn't understand why there was such a difference. They simply thought he was losing his mind, like going crazy. Although Muggles couldn't see Dementors, they were affected in a way similar to wizards and witches, becoming depressed when near them, and it was under debate if squibs were able to see Dementors. While Arabella Fig had claimed in a courtroom to have seen the Dementors that had attacked Harry and Dudley, it was later confirmed that she lied. But it was unclear if she wasn't able to see the Dementors, or if she was arriving late on the scene. And it was stated by Remus Lupin that if a wizard remained in close contact with Dementors for an extended period of time, a Dementor could drain a wizard of his powers. And this fact was not expounded upon, so the truth to this statement was unknown. But if this was the case, however, then it would make Dementors the only known being to permanently render a wizard without magic. Lupin also might have meant this metaphorically, as severe depression, which was caused by prolonged contact with Dementors, could be really detrimental to a wizard's ability to cast spells. In addition to feeding on positive emotions, Dementors could perform their last and most dangerous ability, the Dementor's Kiss in which a Dementor latched its mouth onto a victim and sucked out its soul. The victim was left as an empty shell, incapable of thought and, and with no possibility of recovery. It was believed that existing after a Dementor's kiss was worse than death, as a person's soul was their true self. To be kissed by a Dementor was to cease to exist, yet also remain. The British Ministry of Magic occasionally allowed this as a punishment before Kingsley Shacklebolt became the Minister for Magic. It was unknown what effect a Dementor's kiss would have had on a person who had split his or her soul through the use of a horcrux. It was also possible that the soul was trapped inside the Dementor, thus the victim was unable to pass on. This was probably what worse than death meant. So imagine lying on the ground after being attacked by a Dementor, alive, but unable to breathe, unable to move, and unable to die. No one had ever demonstrated the ability to kill a Dementor, by Avada Kedavra or otherwise, implying that they couldn't be killed through physical means, but could only be driven away or temporarily kept at bay. One of the few ways to shield oneself from Dementors was by the very difficult Patronus charm. The charm summoned a Patronus, a magical manifestation of goodwill and happiness, providing varied levels of protection against the Dementor's influence based on the caster's strength as a wizard. With sufficient ability, a single wizard could hold off dozens, if not hundreds, of Dementors with a single corporeal Patronus. Harry Potter demonstrated this during his third year at Hogwarts when he drove off a horde of them seeking to consume Hermione, Sirius Black, and Harry's past selves. As the Patronus was not alive, the Dementor couldn't feed on it. Only when summoned by an experienced caster would the Patronus take the form of an animal significant in some way to the individual. While the lower level Patronus was more amorphous and ephemeral, corporeal Patronuses chased down Dementors and forced them to flee the scene. An incorporeal Patronus only slowed them down, as if the creature was walking through quicksand, and it didn't last long, 
but it could eventually give the caster time to run away. Since Dementors couldn't properly sense the less complex thoughts and emotions of a person when they took on an Animagus form, doing so allowed some, such as Sirius Black, to temporarily avoid feeling the effects of the Dementors' presence. The effects of a Dementor's happiness-draining powers could also be resisted if one focused on not happy thoughts, but obsessions, or other things that gave one strength without exactly making them feel better. For example, Sirius Black managed to avoid going mad in the Dementor's custody, and eventually plan an escape by focusing on the fact that he was innocent and didn't belong in Azkaban, and later that Peter Pettigrew was at Hogwarts and that Harry was in danger. Though clearly not a common method of repelling Dementors, the enigmatic form people took after being brought back by the Resurrection Stone seemed to function like a Patronus, as the resurrected forms of Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and Harry Potter's parents were able to shield Harry from the Dementors that you-know-who- Ah, screw it, he's dead, I'll say his name now- Voldemort had stationed in the Forbidden Forest in 1998. And also, after Harry returned from the brink of life and death, he was so overcome with joy at being alive that the Dementors had no effect on him, showing that if a person was truly happy as can be, the Dementors' main weapon was rendered useless. There may have been another, more common way of repelling and defending against the Dementor aside from the Patronus charm, as Remus Lupin stated that there were certain defenses against them, also, Harry Potter disagreed with Professor Snape on the best method for confronting one when it was the subject of a report in his sixth year. This implies that there were, indeed, other methods. The mood-enhancing properties of chocolate were well known in both the Muggle and Wizarding worlds. Chocolate was the perfect antidote for anyone who had been overcome in the presence of Dementors. However, chocolate could only be a short-term remedy. Finding ways to fight off Dementors um, or depression were essential if one was to become permanently happier. The excessive consumption of chocolate couldn't benefit either Muggle nor Wizard. And Dark Wizards couldn't commonly produce Patronuses. However, they didn't need to do that in the first place, as they were like-minded in evil. Voldemort even stated that they were natural allies. And this didn't, however, prevent Dementors from imprisoning Dark Wizards in Azkaban. And while Dementors are original creatures that J.K. Rowling specifically created for just the Harry Potter series, they are often nevertheless compared with the following creatures. Nazgul, aka Ringwraiths from Lord of the Rings. Hooded, cloaked beings surrounded by an aura of terror called Black Breath. And this affected all living creatures. And the Black Breath could be toxic to those hapless and close enough to them. And then there's specters from his dark materials, and they are wraith-like, misty, vaguely humanoid entities that feed upon the dust that makes up a person's soul. And then there's the Razak. These are creatures from the Inheritance Cycle, and their foul breath causes terror and lethargy in humans. And then there's the Slua, spelled S-L-U-A-G-H. And these are creatures from Irish folklore, and they're said to be the spirits of people so evil that hell rejected them. They come in from the west like a flock of birds and try to find a house where a person is dying, and they will try to snatch the soul of the dying person. And the Irish often kept their windows shut to ward these creatures off. 
And in my personal opinion, the number one creature that Dementors could be compared to is a Wraith itself. Because like the Dementor, a Wraith has a similar appearance. Cloaked, hooded, and faceless, and skeletal spectral hands. And they pretty much have the same ability, soul-sucking. If I were directing the Harry Potter series, and, and I could personally make any changes to the Dementors, I would give them bright, glowing red eyes to make them look more Wraith-like, and I would also change their voices. In the Harry Potter films, the Dementors are voiced by vulture screeches. The voice I would give the Dementors would be the ghostly moans made by the Wraiths in Minecraft's Mo Creatures mod and ring wraith sounds. So basically, imagine yourself in a dark forest, and, and you could possibly be near a river, and there is a Dementor creeping up on you, or stalking you, but you don't know it's there until you hear these noises. And when the Dementor sees you and charges at you to attack, you hear this. And before I sign off, here is a little bit of personal info on how my family fits into the Wizarding World. My family and I went onto the Wizarding World website, we signed in, and we took the test. And based on our personalities and traits, these are our Patronuses. My mom's is a Highland Terrier, mine is a black and white cat, and my dad's is a polar bear. And that's what disappoints me, because my mom and I's Patronuses are like the two most common house pets, whereas my dad's is an apex predator. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to like and subscribe to my podcast. It comes out every two weeks. This is Tobias Rex saying Godspeed and expecto adioso.